Episode 13 of Outlander Cast is brought to you by the Tag Your It Etsy shop. Whether it's an Outlander inspired piece of jewelry for your favorite Sassanac or just an original jewelry creation designed by Don the owner, you can find something there for anyone. So please take the time to visit Don at www.tagyourit.biz. B I Z. Tag your mama, tag your pet. Tag your it, whatever it is. People disappear all the time. Most are found eventually. Disappearances, after all, have explanations. Usually. Cast with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Welcome to a very special episode 13 of Outlander Cast. I am Mary. My name is Blake. And we're your hosts, and we are so excited for you to be joining us for this second live stream. Very excited to have you. And once again, just as a friendly reminder to please visit www.tagurit.biz. Dawn is our sponsor of today's awesome episode, and we're just so thankful to Dawn. So... I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad to be doing this again. And the, the thing that I, I find most is that people love the history podcast. They were really happy about it. Oh, good. But we made some errors. You know, we're human. We're I, human. Well, I made errors. We'll, we'll put it that way. Okay. So I wanted to give credit to Bev and uh, Barb for emailing us and pointing out some of the inaccuracies that we had uh, regarding the Jacobite History podcast. And, I, and, and they, they deserve a lot of credit. It's important that they get the credit. Uh, the first thing that they pointed out was that James I, Jimmy? Jimmy! Your, your boy Jimmy, did not get executed by Oliver Cromwell. He didn't get ex- executed by him. The man that was executed by Oliver Cromwell was Charles I. Not Mamma Mia Charles. Not Mamma Mia Charles, <laughs> but Charles I. All right. Who was, a, a, again, a Stuart king um, that ruled the combined throne, but it wasn't James I, it was Charles I. The second thing that they pointed out, and this was entirely my fault, I misread my notes as I was, re- as I was going over it, Queen Anne, the last Stuart... Uh, King or Queen, actually Queen, was not James II's granddaughter. She was actually sister to Mary, um, which was the daughter of James II. Uh, And Mary being uh, William and Mary fame, the the people who did the Glorious Revolution. So once William and Mary left their throne, Queen Anne was their sister, and she overtook all of England. Okay. So I said that um, Queen Anne was the daughter of William and Mary, and I was mistaken. You were wrong, man. I was way wrong. Well, thank you, Bev and Barb, so much for helping us clarify 
Blake's inaccuracies. I know. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> well, we have a very special announcement for you. Um, just so you guys know, we Blake and I took a bit of a hiatus off as soon as the season ended because I was super sick. I was like, holy smokes, I'm pregnant. And it was a little crazy. It was hard for us. We missed everyone. But I was like puking and, you know, being a regular good old pregnant woman. <laughs> and what's crazy is, is I was like, wow, the last time I was pregnant... I didn't even know I was pregnant. I was eating prosciutto and having wine until, oops, realized I was three months pregnant. So um, this time, however, I know I was pregnant right away. It was like no no doubt whatsoever. No, I was completely sick. So this baby, I knew right away, was going to be a girl. Because <laughs> we had a boy first, and he gave me no problems in the womb. This one, however, she's been a, she's been tough. And we just got it confirmed today that we are having a baby girl. So we're very excited to let you guys know. Uh, literally, our parents know and our Outlander cast family knows. You That's guys, Because you guys are our family. We'll be telling other people on New Year's Eve. But yay, we're having a girl. Hey, no. <laughs> this is the best. Yeah. I, I'm kind of excited about, you know, to have a girl. I think it should be fun. I'm a little worried about it, as a matter of fact. Because now I have to, like worry about pageants and ballet dances. And, if she chooses to do any of that well, stuff. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, it, it just, it is what it is, right? I mean, I got all those things to worry about. When I had a boy, I knew exactly what to do. I, got, I know guy things. You know, I, I'm a man. That's what I got. That's what I got going on. But now that I got a girl, I am totally freaking clueless as a to what to do. A lot of people in the chat room are asking her if we're going to name her after an Outlander character, particularly Claire. Oh, should we say anything about that? We, we actually are thinking of Claire as a middle name. That's correct. Yep. That's correct. The first name that we have in mind is, is in fact, TV-inspired, but Claire is going to be the middle name. Well, maybe. Most likely. Yeah, more than likely. Like we're it, really leaning towards it right now. And it's not because, like, oh, we love Claire. It's just because, like, well, you know. we do. Well, we do love Claire. Well, <laughs> yes, we. I like Claire. I'll say that. I love Claire. And it, it's it's she's cool. I like that. But, you know, it's just a pretty name. It is a beautiful name. So um, we actually have been delving into a lot of my Scottish heritage over... God, this past month, my mom did this crazy genealogy thing on my dad's oh, side. so cool. And I already knew that I was a Mackenzie, um, and I'm also a whole bunch of other things. Chisholm is my other big side of the family, but we found out I was a Fraser as well. And I'm like, God, I feel so cool. I'm like totally Outlander, <laughs> except it's fiction, but not really. This is great. So my mom was looking into all of our Scottish names, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what we come up with. But we just wanted to let you guys in on that fun little fun little secret. We're going to be here having fun with you guys. Drinking, I'm drinking Innocent Gun. Mary's not. So I'm, I'm drinking Scottish beer. We'll have fun with that. I'm having water and Ben and Jerry's peanut butter cup ice cream. That's, <laughs> that's my whiskey. <laughs> Maybe we should take video of this as we're talking. I'll put it up, put it up on the Facebook feed. What do you think? Uh, luckily, I'm wearing a bra for this podcast episode. It doesn't always happen, guys. I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. I'm honest with our listeners, okay? <laughs> Girls get it, okay? It's past 8 o'clock. You know, that's how you relax. <laughs> All right. Well, um, now well, why, that... Why don't we get into some of the questions that okay. we, we actually were given? Okay. So what do you th what do you say? The first question that we got was uh, from uh, the Ron and Terry show. How and why did we start podcasting? Ooh, this is a great I'm question. I'm going to you answer this one, darling. So I have been a podcast listener for ages, like ages and ages before anyone 
that I knew knew about podcasts. And I would find myself driving in a car and laughing with people and thinking that they were my friends. And then I met Blake and he would come over and see me and I'd be like cleaning my room or studying and he would come in and he's like, God, why did I hear guys in here? And I'm like, that's because I was listening to a podcast. It's, it's, you know, they're my friends. That's who I listen to. Say hi to the Facebook uh, people, by the way. Hi, Facebook people. I'm waving to a video that Blake's (laughs) taking. Uh, (laughs) And so I was really into podcasting. And then Blake and I, of course, were pregnant and we then had Reese and we realized we didn't get to get out much. So we decided to start our parenting podcast called Parent Cast. And then we just really got hooked on podcasting. We started a podcast about The Leftovers show on HBO. Which is great. Go listen to it. But totally different. It's like a Debbie Downer show, so don't watch it if you're not too happy. Um, but it really is a cool, cool show. And then Outlander, of course, is coming in, and I was like, Blake, we got to do a Hope podcast about Outlander. And it's <laughs> going to be great because you haven't read them. It's going to be so awesome to have this angle. And um, that's how we got into podcasting was just my love of podcasts. And I, I actually was so um, happy to meet one of a podcast host that I like really liked. I, I used to listen to Harry Potter podcasts in case you guys didn't guess that I like listen to Harry Potter podcasts <laughs> since I'm such a huge fan. And I listened to, um, I listened to a game of Thrones podcast. So one of the hosts there, I had like a podcast crush on and I met him in real life. And I think he was freaked out way freaked because I walked up to him and I was like, hi, I love what you do. You're such a great <laughs> podcaster. And he was like, oh, my God, who is this Amazon freckled girl? And why does she know what I look like when I'm an audio and podcaster? Wh- and why is she wearing a Lion Gryffindor hat? Yeah, it was at a Quidditch tournament. <laughs> the, the Quidditch World Cup in New York. And I totally freaked him out. So I apologize. I apologize to that gentleman. He knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> so we we won't a, embarrass you any further, dude. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I thought you were a great podcaster. So that was uh, the answer to how we got it started podcasting. I actually really enjoyed I, I was really nervous to start podcasting. I thought it, I was going to suck. And maybe I do suck, but I, I, I really enjoy it. And I get a chance to interact with you, my wife. And it's something that for us to do that's important. That's something other than just kid-related. You know, and I think it's really a lot of fun to interact with you guys and, and come up with stupid ideas like this, like live casting. And, and this isn't and, a stupid idea. I love it. Well, you know what I mean. It just you know, it's it's fun to it's fun to do that. You know, and I think that's a lot of fun. So that's me. That's why I love podcasting, and they're that's why I went along with it. They're saying you don't talk like. Oh, thank you guys. Mary is actually watching over the chat room for us right now, and uh, so if you're interacting with Tom Mall Media, that is in fact Mary. Blake can't do two things at once. No, I can't. I got got way too many things. (laughs) All right. So another question that came in was, who is your favorite Beatle? Oh, Paul McCartney. Solid. Totally Paul McCartney. I, I I love him. I love how he carries himself. A lot of people say John Lennon. And John Lennon was cool. But I feel like everybody says John Lennon. That's, that's like the, that's like the poser answer. Okay. And I like I love I love all of Paul, Paul's songs. I love the way that he screams to it in the Beatles song like Helter Skelter. Okay. Totally great stuff. What do you got, kid? Um, George. Oh, really? How come? Because I think he was the most musically, um, like instrumentally talented. So, and mm-hmm. I'm an instrumentalist by trade. Um, you know, I I would have thought Paul, except I hate his gosh darn Christmas song. Oh, I know that song. It's my least favorite Christmas song, and when it comes on the radio this time of year, I was like, I can't handle this song. So, you know, he was was really close, um, but 
that Christmas song pushed pushed me over. But the we can edge. all agree that Ringo sucks. No, I like Ringo. Do you really? Yes. How come? Good, because he's he's the epitome of cool. Epitome? Is that a real word? <laughs> what am I trying to say? You just said epitome. Whatever. Whatever. I don't know real words. Epitome. Oh, epitome. <laughs> epitome something for dead people? That's an epitaph. <laughs> Listen, I am drunk on peanut butter cup ice cream, guys. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'm the one that's actually drinking. Kids, don't drink at home, by the way. <laughs> That's what happens to you. Oh, you say epitome. Yeah. Um, just so you all know, I literally was like a television host for a year until I had the baby. And uh, like live, hardcore CBS TV show on our local station. And uh, I made up words like every other day. And Blake would catch it. And he's like, why does no one realize that you don't even know what you're saying? I'm like, because I say it with confidence, Blake. That's it. I know what I'm trying to say. One of the other questions we got was, Mary, you always have such pretty makeup. Oh, God. And your photos and everything that you had, that we put up in videos and everything? It's because they don't. you don't take photos of me braless during all my <laughs> podcast sessions. By the way, I have already uploaded the video up to Facebook. So if you guys have a chance, go uh, get, a, get a separate window and go to Facebook and uh, check out our little studio that we have <laughs> as we were recording. Okay. Um, what do you use for your makeup? Oh, my gosh. What an interesting question. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tamara says she saw me in Providence. Tamara. Get out of here, really? I'm going to want to know more. Tell is it, me more. Is this the sister of Tia? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> not at Sorry, all. Sorry, I thought I'd just ask. Um, what did you just ask me? What do you use for your makeup? Oh. Um, well, so since I was on television, I had to use a lot of... Oh, Tamara. I might be saying it wrong. Tamara. Tamara. Good, good job. Just insult the listeners. Gosh, I'm not right trying it. to. She lived in the 903 where Buddy used to live. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, Buddy. Oh, I'm surprised that, that he so lost... Oh, I know. Anyway, so uh, makeup. So I had to use, oh, rhymes with camera. Tamara. 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 Are you having problems today? I'm telling you, I'm drunk up in a buttercup. Um, <laughs> okay, so the makeup. So, yeah, I had to get into makeup because I was on air and I had to wear a lot of HD makeup. So um, I use a lot of the Makeup Forever line, which is, like, even waterproof. And I use a lot of Smashbox. But my regular day-to-day is actually just Neutrogena, the stuff you can buy at CVS because it's cheap. Blake hates when I go to Sephora or Ulta. Because it's always at least a $300 expense. It's Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Because I not only, like, put on the makeup, but I get the finishing spray, which is pretty much hairspray for your face. Okay, guys? <laughs> That's a quick trick. If you ever have, say you have, like, three major events a year, you, you know, New Year's or a wedding or something, and you want your makeup to stay on. You always say, God, why at the end of the wedding do I just look like I rolled out of bed? Why don't I have my makeup on? Actually, spray yourself with hairspray. Makes it stay. Are you serious? You, you actually spray, do you use like the I don't aerosol because, because or I do did it every the, day. Like, yeah, you'd want to have so it's a really really fine mist. You don't want anything with like you know aerosol would be best. Um, but they do have finishing sprays that you can buy, but they're pretty expensive. So unless you're doing it every day, just do hairspray. <laughs> That's a fun little trick. So. Don't. <laughs> So we got here another question. Whiskey or vodka? Whiskey. Always whiskey. Oh, my God. Vodka just makes me think of, of college. Um, I, God, I had this really terrible experience drinking punch out of someone's tub because they made that much punch that they put it in someone's tub and it was red. And towards the end of the night, we said it was eating away at the tub. So I got really nervous. Like, what kind of vodka is this? So ever since then, because of the tub 
vodka drink, I've stuck with whiskey. <laughs> Me too. I, I just, I feel like it's rubbing alcohol. That's all I can smell. That's all I can drink. That's all I can taste when it's vodka. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. And I had, like, a bad experience, too, in college, like, uh, sophomore year. You didn't drink it out of a tub, though, I assume. Did not drink it out. Obviously, I'm classy. I'm poor. <laughs> okay? I'm a musician. We, we don't get to have buy, like, fancy punch bowls when you're a musician. You suffer for your craft. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to buy saxophone reeds. <laughs> so, one of the other questions we got here, too, was, is my accent a farce? Oh. Why does it fade in and out? Oh. And my accent is not a fast, by the way. It is, no, it, it is not. It is 100% authentic. It is real. Uh, it fades in and out because when I want to sound smart, I, 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 I let go of the accent. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, but when I get real comfortable with people, and if I if I start drinking or whatever, then it really comes out wicked heavy. And uh, But so if, if I fade in and out, it's because I'm trying to sound intelligent or I'm, like, I'm trying to make a point. Uh, and for whatever reason, my brain just makes me uh, stop with the accent. I don't know why. It's crazy talk. Well, and Blake's from Massachusetts too, so his family. Where are you? Where's your family from? And, uh, my girl Peggy. Uh, she's from that town, Newton. So that's a, that's a Newton shout out for you, Peggy. If you guys have ever watched uh, the Fighter, yes, the Fighter, or, um, the newer movie with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, The Heat. Yep, McCartney. Oh, uh, McCarthy. Melissa. Ma- Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. The Heat, they take place kind of where Blake's family was. And whenever I listen to those movies, which neither of them depict people from South Boston in a positive light. But I'm like, God, Blake, I feel like we're at your your aunt's house. This is exactly what everyone sounds like, what they talk about. It's absolutely hysterical. So It's sad, but um, true. Yeah. So his, his accent, and what's tough is that I really tried to get rid of my accent. I had a Rhode Island accent, and I really tried to work on it, and then I married Blake, so he sometimes brings it out in me. I have a really weird mix of accents that happen to me at times, because uh, my brain is just like, wait a second, I thought you were fighting this urge, and then I married Blake. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, one of the other questions we have here is, um, Mary, why do you love Harry Potter so much? (sighs) God, you know, Harry was with me through a a tough time in my life. I went through a lot of teenage angst against my parents. My parents divorced when I was 20-ish. I got into Harry Potter when I was 18. So my parents were, like, fighting a lot, but it was about me because that's what happens. They don't see the relationship as a problem between them. They're like, oh, must be Mary. God, she's so bad with her great grades and... She plays her saxophone. She's such a nerd. What's wrong with her? So <laughs> I um, I went away to college, and I had a real tough time with my family. Uh, now we're great, um, but it just I never felt like I fit in. So, oh, yeah, just so people know, did you watch the Harry Potter weekend? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, and I love watching Harry Potter weekend. That was just a quick aside. Um, so I... Uh, I kind of connected with Harry, even though, like, it was his aunt and uncle that he lived with, and he didn't really fit in with them. I just connected with them uh, because I felt like, oh, maybe when I go to school, maybe I'll fit in there. <laughs> maybe I'll get my letter. Yeah, and I just felt like I fit in with my college friends a lot better. And so, I don't know, I connected with this little boy wizard, and um, it was it was great to see him get stronger as I became more confident. So that's that's my story. I know it's like a very personal Harry Potter story, but that's it. So tell me a little bit. How did you come up with Claire's voice? Claire's voice. 
Claire's voice is basically my um, standard default voice for every woman on the planet. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's like that. It just it just went like that. Um, and, and what I did was it, is I just added a, an English accent to it. <laughs> a very bad, pathetic English accent. Oh, my goodness. Well, now I'm asking everyone how they feel about your Claire voice because uh, I know that we get mixed reviews on it. Some people love it. Some people hate it, Blake. A lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. Uh, you know, I just do the best that I can. And, you know, it's good that some people hate it, too, and I, because, hey, it's okay. It's fine. No problem if you hate it. Yeah. It's, that's the way that I, I like it. I, I'm a contrarian. I've already said this. Everybody already knows that. The good thing is, is that he does not do the Claire voice for me when he tries to mimic me. Very rarely do I do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thankful for that. Uh, people are asking for a sample of this Claire voice right now. <laughs> I need something to talk about. That's the thing. Um, okay. Well, how about you talk about playing with a... I'm just going to go and get some Rhenish and get Sassanok wasted all the time. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, Dougal, you're, you're such a ham. Oh, Jamie. Teddy wants to know if you can say, you can kiss my English ass. You can kiss my English ass! <laughs> Very nice, Blake. You like that, Very right? Very nice. <laughs> That's my girl. I'm saying Claire. it's, you have to say arse. Um, arse! Oh, well, that'd be different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People saying it's awesome. Oh, thank Cracking you. up. Good job, Blake. <laughs> fair, fair work, my friend. Um... Other people, I forget, I don't know who asked this question, but they wanted to know your favorite movie of the year, since you're a big movie watcher. Oh, my God. I've gone back and forth with this, because I, I, it's it's so hard for me to pick a favorite movie of the year. I, it really is. So many good ones have come out this year, although all the really good ones are coming out next year. You're going to have the new Star Wars coming out. You're going to have the new uh, Jurassic Park movie coming out real soon, uh, in 2015. But ultimately, I think I'm going to have to say... My favorite movie of the year was Interstellar. Oh, which I haven't seen. No, you haven't seen that quite yet. I didn't get out that day. I was on baby duty. (laughs) No, Interstellar was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't like it because it was like almost a little too meta for them. It reminded them of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some people love that movie, 2001. Some people really, really hate it. And I guess you kind of have to be a sci-fi nerd to really enjoy it. And that's, I think, the way that Interstellar was. It was kind of a dumbed-down version of that. And I loved it. And, and, and I totally love this Matthew McConaughey resurgence after True Detective Ugh. and Mud and Interstellar. And I'm Del- done with him. I'm done are, with him like I'm done with Tom Cruise. Are you really? Yes. Oh, man. How dare you say that? Oh, man. Um, well, I didn't get to go out to the movies that much. As I, as I said, I've been on baby duty a lot of the time, and then I was sick for the other half of the year. Um, but Sherry says that it was actually a pretty bad year for movies, so maybe I didn't miss out. No, you didn't. There was some really good... Like, I, we just watched This Is The End mm-hmm. with uh, with Seth Rogen and James Franco, and I, I thought that was the funniest movie I've seen in a really, really long time. It that was, was funny. It was awesome. It was awesomely funny. I, I couldn't get enough of that. But if you like that, if you like that kind of, uh, it is very perverse humor. humor. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> How about perverse. you? What do you think is your favorite movie? I don't really even know. That's the problem. I've watched a lot of movies on demand. Dolphin Tale Two. 
Um, almost, if I watched it, I probably <laughs> would have. Blake and I have a fun story about dolphin tail. So we had a fight years ago. It was about something stupid. I don't even remember what it was. Exactly. That's why it's like, we don't remember. But I was, I was being very dramatic and I was like, I'm leaving. And I left and I went to go watch Dolphin Tale in a movie theater all by myself because I thought a movie about a dolphin will make me feel better. And it did. It was fantastic. It was a great time out. And so when <laughs> Dolphin 2 came out, I was like, Blake, if we ever have a fight again, I'll just go watch Dolphin 2 and it'll be great. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Kelly Atkins Leach wants to know, what do you feel like was the weakest point of Outlander so far? Because you haven't read the books, Blake. So what do you feel like was the weakest point of the series so far? The the whole Rent situation. I, I felt that Rent, that episode, mm-hmm. was really, really subpar. It just it didn't do anything for me. All it did was just give them something to do. Uh, now, we all know my love of uh, Black Jack Randall, the character. And what he does for the show, it's important to have that kind of character. You need that kind of um, villain to, to make your show uh, legitimate, viable. You, you need something to root against. Even if you, if you love to hate him, the most important thing is that you have someone that you love to hate. In Rent, there was no one that you loved to hate. You're supposed to like Dougal. And Dougal, for that episode, is the bad guy, kind of. I don't know. I mean, I think that was the history episode. That was the one. Yeah, that, that was, was like, the history episode. Hey, this is all the really important stuff you need to know, and we didn't want to bore you in episode one with all of this stuff. So now you get to see what life is like on the road, and also get to know what all of these people are feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I just felt that was the weakest part of it all. Uh, but you know, you, you, you did get a chance to see. Uh, Jamie and Claire and how they're interacting. And then you also got a chance to see, you know, the context of the time and the area. And I think that's really great as well, Mm -hmm. but it just, for a whole episode, it just didn't work for me. It didn't, it it didn't work, Uh, but you needed it of course, to, to introduce um, the Jacobite rebellion, to get the idea out there. Like this is what's going to happen. And does Claire actually, you know, doing research for, uh, this podcast, as I was doing the year in review, I remember bringing up, bringing up a point. Does Claire have that gumption? Does she have it in her to actually try to change history? Does she really continue going forward with this? Because if you remember, she was talking to Ned Gowan about, hey, you're going to lose this war. It's going to be over. Uh, and y- nothing is going to happen. I promise. It's going to be, you're going to be dead. So just give up while you can and forget about it. The problem is, does she continue doing this? And this is the time travel problem that you have in any show or movie. Does what happen happen? No matter what, if you go back in time, you, Mary Larson, right now, sitting right across the street from me here, right now. Right across the street? Yeah, you know what I mean. Wow, I'm far away. If you go back in time, have you always gone back in time? I just can't answer this because I've read the book, so I'm just shutting my mouth. I'm actually <laughs> eating ice cream. Because, uh, you're you're going to eat it into the microphone? Maha Fraser actually says, you have no idea what's coming, Blake. No, I don't. And, and see, this is the beauty of me not knowing what's coming because had I known, it would be like a little, it'd be like problematic, you mm-hmm. know? It, it'd be like a, a it wouldn't, it wouldn't work, you know? It, it just, it, this podcast wouldn't work. And, and I feel like, I kind of feel like how I 
feel about Game of Thrones because I read that book. I read all the books, and I kind of hate knowing what's coming in in that show. Okay. Even though I enjoy it, I enjoy watching it, and, I, and they do change some things, like how they're changing things in in Outlander, I suppose. But I, I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm not. Re- I'm, I'm not reading these books. It's the best. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So, does Claire change history? Can she change history? It, is that territory that Ron Moore is going to mine? Is he going to go there and say this is her point for being back in 1743? I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a, a really cool opportunity that he has. But whether or not he actually does it, it's, it's, I have no clue. But in the end. Does she always go back in time? That's that's the question I think that we have to talk, we have to discuss and analyze as a group of those who either haven't watched the show yet, or I'm sorry, haven't read the books yet, or people who are just watching the show, or even those for for those of you who have read the books, maybe it's going to be changed. Maybe some of it's going to be changed because Ron Moore, as we have all seen, is making this his show. I don't think it can change something that important. You don't think so? No. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> Just quit eating ice cream, will you? You know, I think a, a book nobody can call us professional. I'll tell you that uh, a book about time travel, you can't run. You just can't change the whole thing. So don't worry. Oh, and Lila Fraser says Diana wouldn't let it happen. It's her book. That's true, and she. I think she is a producer on this show as well. Is she not? Mm-hmm. I think she is, and of course, I mean, she she obviously is involved with the show on 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 a. On a on a big level, but you know nothing, Jon Snow. That's all I'm going to say, Blake. You know <laughs> Great show mix. I like that. That's really good stuff. Um, oh, she's only a consultant. She isn't a producer. <clears throat> oh, okay. See, there you go. See, now this is important. This is why we have our listeners. They're so way smarter than me. The listeners also want to know how you feel about Galus. Galus. Now, this is. Oh, you know. You see, this is actually a good opportunity to get into uh, some of the some of the re- recap of the show that I had that didn't re- re- require any of uh, sound. But we'll get into that in a second. It's all my outlandish theories of the week. I really, honest God, feel like Galus is a traveler, just like Claire. I really do I, because she is just too into what Claire is doing. Isn't that what the um, Masons say to each other? Are you a traveling man? Yeah, you're a traveling man. You're not supposed to know that, by the way. Why do I know it? Because my because somebody, somebody, somebody that I know told me that that's a now, Mason told you that, and you're not supposed to proliferate that throughout shoot, the rest of time. Shoot. Now, our live listeners and anyone who listens to Alien or Cast in the Future can pretend to be a Mason. You're not supposed to know that. I'm not a Mason, I, I, but I do know that, but I have promised to not say that. They're going to have to change the whole like uh, the, the whole thing now because you're gonna of you. You're going to have to email every Mason <laughs> ever. in the world. And say, oh my gosh, Mary Larson totally blew our cover. Ben Franklin is rolling over in his grave as we speak. <laughs> oh my god. No, uh, Galus is a traveler, in, in my opinion. I think she has gone back through time, and that's why she is so freaking interested in what Claire has to say. And what Claire is doing. And why she's asking these questions. Because she she is trying to just get a grasp on the fact that somebody else is there with her. And maybe she's going to use Claire to get back. Maybe she wants to get back to wherever she's coming from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if she if she relies on Claire to use that, then that that's a possibility. You know, I think that's why she's so interested in her. You're just so cute because you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey, why don't we take this time to go over all my outlandish theories? I would that's- love to. So for those of you who don't fully understand, Blake. Um, at the end of each episode to make an outlandish theory. So, of course, since he hasn't read the books, 
he makes theories every episode, and we're trying to see which of those theories have or have not come true. All right. Uh, and actually, I'm going uh, in order of, of all the theories that I made. And I'm going to read them, and I'm going to rely on you and the listeners to tell me right or wrong. Okay. Okay, ready? Number one, Jamie is the ghost at the beginning of the season. Nothing has been confirmed in the TV show so far. But no, 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 no. But in the end, at the in the final episode, no, you I seen, can't do any spoilers. I, but at, at the end of the season, right at the the, the finale, the mid season finale, mm-hmm. you saw the, the 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 drawing at the police department. Okay, and it was Jamie's face. Okay. So are we going to say that this is a? So we, is, I'll tell you this: we don't even know. Okay. We don't even know. Not determined, okay, but actually. It's yeah, no, not, it's, it's just, not determined, but pointing in well, Jamie's like very, direction. Very far in the very, very far book future, you may know, but okay. I'm just saying, like, you're not gonna know this season. All right, number two, Hamish is actually Dougal's kid. I'm gonna say indetermined. Okay, <laughs> number three, Jamie is. Do you want me to actually be answering? No, no, no. I don't want you to answer. I just want you to, if, 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 I, I want you to just tell me maybe yes or no. People are saying bingo, which isn't one of your answers, so I'm going to just say bingo. Okay. <laughs> Number three, Jamie isn't as wholesome as we thought he is, and that they need to leave Castle Leoc. It Ultimately, they end up leaving Castle Leoc, so ding, 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 that one's right. And Jamie definitely ain't as wholesome as he says he is, or as we think that he is. <clears throat> wow. I will say you are wrong. <laughs> number, <laughs> you number, are so wrong. Oh, it's my like, God. Okay, fine. So wrong. Look, Jamie's done some bad have, stuff. What I do you can, mean wholesome? Can, are you saying like sexually wholesome? No, no. He's just he's just not he's not innocent. He's done some stuff. No. Bad stuff has happened with Jamie. No, no. Okay. No. Number four. Like, what kind of bad stuff are you thinking? Everyone's very upset. They're like, "What do you mean wholesome?" Like uh, wholesome. Like Jamie. Jamie may have killed the guy. That's or, what he's accused of. Remember, and he's saying. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying maybe he actually did. Or maybe uh, Jamie isn't uh, isn't so nice as we all are led to believe. Well, I think in that time period, like <clears throat> not everyone is a saint, but um, I think Jamie is in that time period. If we had to be like, hey, is he a wholesome fella compared to what's going on? Yeah, I'd say he's wholesome. All right, number four, Galus is an ancestor to all the druids who were dancing in the uh, in the. Uh, Ancestors to all of them? Well, not all of them. kids do you think she had? Gosh, I'm only going to have a second one, and I'm like, done. Done. (laughs) And who wants to bang the guy that farts all the time, right? Because you know that she's probably got an ancestor. She is an ancestor to at least one of them, right? (laughs) All I can think about is how that's how you refer to her husband, is the guy that farts all the time. (laughs) The farting guy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, um, okay, so, do you want to know far? No, 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 no. Give me a maybe, yes or no. Ah. Indetermined. Um, it's, like, we know, we're just gonna say. Okay, indetermined. We're just gonna, yeah. Because we're we're talking within the context of the show so far. Number, Number five, Leary will out Claire to Father Bane, and that she's gonna make Father Bane, like, go after, go after Claire. And I think that is indetermined as of right now, bordering no. I'm pleading the fifth on this one. Okay. Number six, Galus is also a traveler like Claire. We've already gone over that. 
Number seven, Colum gives the order to Dougal to kill Jamie at the gathering, like an, like an unsaid order, uh, and an order that will fail and ultimately pushed Jamie and Claire together. Remember how, like, Jamie, like, didn't take the oath, but yeah. was like, hey, I'll be cool with you, but Colum can't have that because he didn't take the oath. So he looked at, he gave uh, Dougal this look, like, like I said, like in The Godfather, uh, part two, when uh, Michael's talking to Al Neri, and he's like, hey. You gotta kill my brother, Fredo. Spo- sorry, sorry. Spoiler alert, by the way. So you're saying that Colum still wants Jamie to be dead? Yes. Oh. So far, no. No. So far, no. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Jamie will betray Colum off the Mackenzie lands because that was one of the stipulations that he had was that he would stay true to Colum on the Mackenzie land. Listen, Jamie is a wholesome fella. Give him a break. <sighs> No, no, no. That's literally what Maha said. No, 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 no. Number 13. Claire says that she is not with the Scots on her own free will and that she'll eventually be given an opportunity to go back to Frank and she'll choose not to do so so she can change history. Wait, who's going to give her an opportunity to go back to Frank? She'll she'll be given an opportunity. Like, she'll see the rocks and she'll be like, oh, no, I'm not going because I want to change history. We all know that's kind of wrong so far. Mm, I'm not going to answer this one either. I'm going to play wow. the fifth. Dude, I think I'm right on all of these. I, I am like wicked smart, dude. Wick, my boy's People wicked smart. People are actually wondering if you're secretly reading the books. I'm not. This is just me. I, I need to go check your bathroom reading basket. Because <laughs> I only read in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that to all of our listeners, by the way. I, I will tell you this. Claire is not necessarily, oh my God, I need to save all these people that I don't fully know right now. All right, number nine. BJR (laughs) will stop the wedding or get Claire after the wedding because Dougal never sealed the deal or solved the issue with BJR to begin with. We all know that was kind of right. Okay, so you think BJR is going to be like, even though you're married, I can still wiggle away around this? Yeah, he doesn't care. Do you think he cares about any stupid law that the chieftains came up with or any law that the king came up with? I don't think he really cares about Claire as much as you think he does. Oh, I think that he does. He does because she is the one who talked about Lord Sandringham, right? Or the Duke of Sandringham. Um, And because of that, she is so much more ultimately dangerous to him than any other person. You're typing. Yeah. What are you t- What are you typing? Do you're laughing? The book readers and I are having a great laugh at how wrong you are. Oh my god! <laughs> but ultimately, I was right. I was right because no, we're saying no. He's not really like. Oh my god! I need to get Claire. Nope. Nope. Then why has he got it in for her so much in the show? You're just gonna have to find out next oh my, season. Oh my god! Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! All right, number 10. The marriage between Jamie and Claire sets up Dougal versus Jamie scenario when Colm dies. Okay, so this one more time. So, so the marriage between Jamie and Claire. Yeah. That creates a scenario, like a situation between Jamie and Dougal. Meaning, Dougal has made sure that Jamie marries Claire because that will hurt his right to be... The, the Mackenzie chieftain. And it sets up like this conflict between the two. Conflict between him and Colm? Between, no, between him and Dougal. Jamie and Dougal. Because Colm's going to end up dying, right? 
even Claire said it that he's only got a limited time left because of his because of his disease, the leg disease. Jamie doesn't want Pasalia. Yeah, but but it, it, he gets voted in. Just because he wants it doesn't want it doesn't mean he's not going to get voted in. Um, he's got other things to deal with in the future. I'll tell you that. Okay, so we're gonna go with a no on that one. For you're talking, yeah. I'm I'm just gonna say he's a little. He's gonna be a little busy in a pretty near future. <laughs> and number twelve, the final one, my final outlandish theory. Bjr set up Horrocks to entrap Jamie. Ooh. That was my final outlandish theory of the week. And I'm and and personally, I'm going to go with a serious hard yes on this one. Don't even worry about that. Okay. Shady stuff. Just just hang on tight. <laughs> Hold on tight, little. So those were all of my outlandish theories of the week. I think I was right on most of them, except for the Horrocks one, because <laughs> apparently I just. I confused everybody. Yeah. If I could be scratching my head, if I didn't have these headphones on, I would be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were wrong on that one particularly. But overall, Blake, you you got some of them a little Mm -hmm. close-ish. Maybe one or two of them, I can't say. I'm going to plead the fifth, which is a good sign for you. Um, But you're not really with the program. (laughs) <laughs> as much as you think you are, which is really cute. Um, I, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty spot on on a lot. Of I can these just things. tell you this: like the second season, you're going to sit down and say, "Holy smokes, I had no idea about that." Stop looking at my thing. No, I'm just checking to see how much time we got left. We got oh. about ten minutes left. Okay, well, we, we're doing some spoiler chat in this chat room. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Sheev Putnam actually said that you got thirty percent right, thirty percent wrong, forty percent iffy. Iffy. Oh, okay. I, I can I can get in line with with iffy. I'm fine with that. It's because like sometimes you might be saying something that might kind of be <clears> true, <throat> but then your reasoning's completely off. So, you know, you're just a little iffy. <laughs> <laughs> did you like Galus? You said you said you did, right? I do like Galus. I think I would not trust her with anything at all. Uh, I think that she has got an agenda. Okay. And the agenda is is. Um, I, I don't want to say sinister, but I think she's got stuff going on that I, I could not, I don't trust her with anything. You saw how she manipulated her husband the way that she did, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think that she has made a practice of that. I think that she has got where she is, um, uh, because she has fooled everybody. You know, she's like a spider almost, you know, she's got the, got the long legs and she's got the web and she's spinning the web. And whether or not she's a good spider or not, I don't know. But she's she's definitely spinning the web. That's the problem that she's got. Ah, spin me right round. <laughs> Peggy asks, uh, "What are we reading right now, as far as books?" My lady, why don't you go first? Um, to be honest, nothing. <laughs> uh, I wish I was reading right now. I actually I belong to like this awesome book club, who we just talk about the books that we're currently reading. It's not like we have to read the same book. And I'm scheduled to meet with them on the 17th of January. And I'm like, God, I really hope I find time and energy to read because I have been so bloody tired this entire pregnancy that I've been going to bed as soon as I can. So I'm hoping that I can get in some reading soon. And often I do audio reading, um, but I haven't been able to because I've been listening to Christmas songs. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so this whole Christmas season, I haven't been reading. Santa. I know him. That's, that's who I am. She's married. <laughs> if you guys don't know, she loves, I mean, loves Christmas. She cannot get enough of Christmas. We were listening to Christmas carols before Thanksgiving. Okay. Just to put it that way. Okay. Just, she is literally Will Ferrell in Elf. Yes. I actually told, oh, you guys need to hear this story quickly. So I was at the State House, the Rhode Island State House, with my students. I'm a choral director. And we were having the students sing. And then this mean officer was, like, yelling at one of the moms, like, you need to go out the furthest door to the right. Only that one. Listen to instructions. So I saw how he treated her. And then as I'm walking out with my students, he said, you need to go out the furthest door to the right. I said, okay, thank you very much. And I smiled because that's what I do. And he said, you don't need to smile at me. And I looked at him and I went, I smile a lot. Smiling's my favorite. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he walked away. And my students and I were like, oh my God, I just quoted Elf in real life. This is amazing. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of love him an Elf. All right. Um, Let's have a lightning round. You guys, okay. stop, stop firing off questions and we'll answer them. Lightning Ruse round. wants to know, what would your tartan colors be? My tartan colors. Okay, I'm going to say black and blue. Oh, you're like a bruise. Yeah, a, a, a bruise. I really like black and blue, the color. How about, how about you? What do you got? If I could just make a tartan colors up in my magical dream world, it would just be all shades of teal. <laughs> it would be so beautiful. I love teal so much. Of course uh, you said that. Of course. All right, lightning round. Let's keep going. Okay. Peggy also wants to know, did you drink out of the shot glasses? I have drank. Peggy was so kind to us. She sent us some gifts. One of them being uh, shot glasses uh, from Outlander. And, uh, yes, I have drank out of the sh uh, shot glasses. I actually drank some uh, Jameson out of them. I know that's an Irish whiskey. I get it. But that's the only whiskey I had at the time. So that's what I drank. Um, just so you know, Lilla and Maha are wearing tartans right now. Really? Yes. Wow. Out of control. Amazing. Send us some pictures, guys. Put it on the, our Facebook or put it yes. on the Twitter feed. Please. Melissa MH, have you ever been to Scotland and do you want to go now after watching Outlander? Blake and I have not been to Scotland. We are going to go at some point. Mm -hmm. um, so. Now that we know that you're part of like, I'm like chieftain like Yeah, now that we like lines. Like, yeah, like straight up. You like your ancestors my, lived in Castle Leoc. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hardcore Mackenzie and a lot of them were the clan chiefs of Catalyoc. <laughs> so my mom told me this and I was like, oh my, my mom doesn't read or watch Outlander. And I was like, mom, do you understand how amazing this is? So she wasn't really understanding. I really want to go to, I really want to go to Scotland, by the way. I really want to go to Ireland because I have Irish roots and I, I think it'd be fun. We wanted to go on a, on our honeymoon back in 2010, Mary was like, hey, let's go to Ireland and let's just stay in B&Bs and go to pubs with our family's name on it and everything. And I was way too much of a, uh, a, a wussy to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I think I've come to the realization that's what I kind of want to do. I, I, I really want to go to Ireland. I think that'd be fun. Melissa well, MH wants to get a tour group together. <coughs> yes, please. I just have to wait until I give birth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous about this baby. Um, okay, so uh, da -da 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 -da. why are men so skeptical of Jamie? Women have no problem believing he's a great guy. Because Jamie is every man's worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. Jamie is the guy that <laughs> I'm telling you. And somebody made I, I think it was Krisha. She brought up this point. Maybe it was Krisha. She said that Frank is the, is the everyman. He is the one who's married. He's the one who wants to have the family with Claire. 
And that's why married guys such as myself feel for Frank because we can relate to him. Jamie, however, is like the dude with the perfect body and he's got the perfect mentality and he always says the right thing at the exact right time and he's just perfect. And he's great in the sack. And he's great in the sack. <laughs> you cannot live up to that. You can't do it. It's impossible. That's why guys don't like Jamie. Oh. Because he, he he is everything that a guy wants to be but can't be at all. Wow. You're just jealous is what you're saying. Of course I'm jealous. Dang. Of course I'm jealous. That's the point. That's uh, the point. Who would you want to visit from Outlander set? And would you want to meet... Uh, oh, would you want to ever visit the Outlander set? And who would you want to meet from the cast? I would totally want to go to the Outlander set. And I think the person I would want to meet most would be Anna Forrester. I, because she is, she directed the finale and she knows the story and she, I, I, I'm just, I'm really into directing. And if, if, if I had to choose my life all over again, I would be a director and I would want to know the ins and outs of every, of every little thing. Yeah. I think my close second would be Angus. I would want to sit down and have a beer with Angus. I think he'd be fun to meet with, <laughs> you know, especially with the no teeth thing, no, okay. no teeth, no problem. Yeah. You yeah. know, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, you, what, what about you, girl? I would go. I would like to go and be warm, so like in an indoor set, because I don't really like being that cold. Um, and But I would totally wear my cowl, my oh, cowl yes. that you gave me for Christmas. I got Mary a uh, Claire cowl, actually provided by one of our sponsors on our website, Knit Play Love. So please go visit them. Be, be kind to our sponsors on yes. the website. <laughs> so I would totally go, and I would want to hang out with Sam. A.K.A. Jamie. Would you really? Oh, my God. He's so dreamy. Of course you even, would. Even in real life, Blake, he's a dreamy fellow. Okay? He, he's not that dreamy. He is, too. Um, next question. Uh, what foods would you not eat from Scotland? Haggis. <laughs> Just wouldn't do it. All right. Keep going. What, you got anything else? I wouldn't want any of that blood pudding. I'll tell you that. Uh, would you rather be the lard or the war chieftain? Uh, Laird. Laird, I know I'm saying. Laird, I'm yeah, saying Laird. Laird. You just said okay. Laird. You know why? Because I was looking at the damn plum pudding recipe. <laughs> I hate making plum pudding. <laughs> Blake's family does this plum pudding every single year, and we have to use lard. I'm going to briefly interrupt this episode because this was at this point we had to stop the episode and then continue it the next day. So you'll end up hearing much better sound quality uh, from our speaking voices, uh, specifically because our microphones were turned on during that episode. So, But now, as you can hear in my voice right now, the microphone is on and going forward, much better sound quality. So enjoy the rest of the episode and the year in review. I I got to watch the uh, Outlander Yule Log that Stars put out. Did you really? Yeah. It was... You never brought it on when I was at home. No, I think you were sleeping or maybe you were at work, but I watched oh, it that, and it was fantastic <laughs> because they had a lot of Bears music. I don't know if it was all Bear. It probably was. But you just got to watch this fireplace and there were two dogs there for a while, but then the dogs went away and I kept waiting for the dogs to come back. Dogs never came back. They had better things to do. I, maybe they went to go Bones eat. to chew. You know, other dogs to get it on with. <laughs> they got to eat. They they did. That's what I think they did. Well, maybe, they, was, maybe they had to go poop. It was lovely, and I was so happy that Stars did that. It was, it was great. Instead of just your regular Christmas log that they always have playing on TV, mm-hmm. it was an Outlander Yule log. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, and Jilzy A, uh, she's in our chat room right now. She said that she DVR'd the Yule log but never watched 
Jilzy, come on, girl. It's you okay. got to be better than that. Jilzy, you, that means you can watch it all the time whenever you want. It'll be like having a fireplace in your own house. That's true. With Outlander music. How long did it DVR for? Like, how long did it go on for? Do you I know? think it's an hour or an hour 45. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. So yeah. I wonder how long she DVR'd it for then. Probably for that entire period. Maybe it's like on a constant loop. <laughs> knows but it was great i had fun watching it so if if you want to check it out it was still on demand for free is it really well when i checked it out it was when so I, when i go upstairs out of our out of our studio into our family room i'm going to put that yule log above our actual fireplace <laughs> so i don't have to light the fire double it up i love it you can't get enough when there's outlander involved why not <laughs> So, for the live cast, we have this chat room going on. Yes, we do. Blake and I are here. Blake's having his... Big glass of wine. Fabulous. Big menage a trois. That's what it's called. Uh, Actually, wedding that we had... I'm sorry, wine that we had at our wedding, as a matter of fact. It is. It was racy. People were like, (gasps) menage a trois. (laughs) It just tastes really good. It does. It's wicked good. It's three blends of wine. It's wicked good, guy. (laughs) And, of course, I'm eating dinner. (laughs) <laughs> and drinking that's what, water. That's what I'm... I'm, I'm just so fun. Because that's what pregnant girls do. That's right. We are the life of the party. <laughs> Goodness. People are saying, why aren't you drinking scotch? Uh, because I have a really good bottle of scotch, and I didn't want to break into it quite yet. And the reason why I don't want to break into it is because I am actually waiting for the first episode of the new Outlander season. That's why I haven't broken into it quite yet. Wow. So that, okay. that, that, that's, the, that's the deal. That's what I got. Oh, Jilzy said that her Yolog is only 15 minutes long. Oh, Jilzy, you got screwed, girl. I'm so sorry, Jilzy. Mine was much longer than that. <laughs> Man, just keep it on repeat. Well, we, as, in the kind of spirit of live casting, we have a bunch of listener questions and things that we wanted to talk to you about. And of course, it's the end of 2014, so we have some highlights that we wanted to share with and you And lowlights. Oh, <laughs> So we have a bunch of different... Uh, Things that we were supposed to go over the last live cast, but of course we had some technical difficulties. Live casting, as always, is an art. It is not a science. I don't care what anybody says. It is not an easy thing. But I tell you, we have perfected it now. Everything is perfect. And we are ready to give you the content that we were supposed to give last night. So thank you for being so patient. Thank you for being so awesome. This is exactly why you guys... Are the the best listeners on the planet because y- you you just go through you go with the punches yeah and you work with us you guys rock and you we really do the do. show with you guys and that's the most important thing and anytime anytime anybody ever emails us and usually I'm the one responding to the emails I always say we do this show with you guys that's the most important part without your listener feedback without your content that you're creating for us it wouldn't work. So that's the most important thing to me. Well, wow. <laughs> sorry, it's my little diet. No, you're, you're just so in love, and I love that you love the listeners because well, I, I do guys. too. I know, and it's true. They're like our family, and we say that many a time. And you know, it's a holiday season. This unless, is who you know, unless they're calling you a yapping dog, and they're calling me annoying. You know, oh. then then then, <laughs> then I got a problem with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Anyway, so so we actually had a question from the Vertigo. Yes, right? yes, yes, we did. What is that? What, what's the question? He asked, as a male viewer, mm-hmm. the intrigue for me is the history between English, uh, England, and Scotland. Mm-hmm. Is this the same for you, Blake? Yes, it is. Uh, only to an extent, uh, because I'm like a sap. I really am a sap, and 
I love I love like rom coms. I love uh, like Pretty Woman is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I, I think that I hate I, that movie. I know you do, and, but it kills me that you hate that movie because I love it more than a lot of other things on this planet. Because the, the the chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts is perfect. I'm sorry, I don't care what anybody says. Um, it's exactly, absolutely perfect. They're able to make a rich man who hires a prostitute a love story. Hey, that's wow. how it works, bro. I well, mean, that's what you get with two good actors. But <laughs> the Pope Flatline, I'm not a big fan of. What I'm saying is this: I'm a wicked set, but the history is indeed important to me. I'm a history major. We went through 400 years of history on our last history podcast. Of course, it's important, but the story behind it also is—it's—it's it's intriguing for me. I know, I know, a lot of guys are like, "Oh, it's the chick's version of Game of Thrones," you know, Outlander. And I, I think I have to wholeheartedly disagree. I really do because it's for guys too. It's for guys too, as long as you go into it with an open mind. And you don't hate on Jamie. Well, I think it's—I think it's any married guy's duty to hate on Jamie. Ugh. I think it's any married guy's. I think it's any married guy's duty to try to be a lot like Jamie. I agree with that. How do you feel about that? Boom. Boom. Drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm alone in that. No, I don't think you are, too. I'm not seeing the chat room right now, but I imagine that people are all aflutter over Jamie because that's what people do. They just go aflutter over Jamie. How can you not? He's dreaming. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that it's not just the history that intrigues you. No, it's not. It, it's it's the story too, and and this the show is I think in good hands with Ron Moore. Uh, if it were somebody else that was less capable of uh, show running, then I think the show could devolve into Twilight territory. Mm-hmm. I think it could. I think I, I think the story would be then slave to the love story. And Ron Moore obviously has made it a real point to make sure that the story is not slave to the Jamie Clare story. Well, Heidi Ho is chatting with us right now, and she's Heidi saying Ho. that her husband loves the action. It's pretty good action, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and and I, I know I, I said this last night, and, I, and I'm going to say it again, that interplay with the villain BJR so far and Jamie and Claire has made this show a a legitimate force. It's made it a legitimate thing because now you have somebody you you have to hate and and it's okay to hate that guy. You know what I mean? You gotta hate him. My goodness. A lot of shows, like I've been been watching The Blacklist lately and there's no one to hate. There's someone that's, there's a new guy every episode and I can't stand that. And the one guy that actually is the bad guy, James Spader, he, he's like helping people out. Mm-hmm. And you don't know who to hate. And that's why like Breaking Bad was so good because you knew Walter White, spoiler alert, was a bad dude. And even though you kind of rooted for him, you knew he was someone that you really shouldn't be, but you couldn't help but root for him. And that's why Breaking Bad was so good. By the way, watching Breaking Bad, the marathon on AMC, all weekend <laughs> – has been like the light of my life. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I just I can't get enough of it. Uh, people, speaking about shows that you just can't get enough of, mm-hmm. Peggy Suarez wants to know why do you think people compare Outlander to Game of Thrones so much? You just said that 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 a lot of people say it's a girl's version of Game of Thrones. Well, I, I think it's because it's on a premium cable channel. Obviously, that's the first and most obvious comparison. The second and most obvious comparison it's that it's in it has the same kind of feel. 
you know, it's the big sweeping shots. It's, you know, uh, Game of Thrones is sh- a shot in Ireland. And it has that same kind of look. It has that same grit. It has that same feel. Because of that, it's almost meant to be Game of Thrones competition. You know, mm-hmm. it has the swords and the in the in the Scottish accents and English accents and and fighting and, and villains and it has all of that. And because of that, I think that's the reason why it is the 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 supposed competition, you know, in quote in quotation marks, supposed yeah. co- competition to Game of Thrones. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cindy Varner asked us, do you think that Outlander will stick around and make all books into the TV series? She's saying that she'll die if they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do you think? Um, I think that Stars has had such amazing success this first season. The fact that they already renewed it after, what, the first episode? Mm -hmm. It shows that that the the fandom is so strong that they would be absolute idiots if they didn't keep Mm -hmm. up with it and finish the series i think that stars is lacking of great shows to draw in people to you know be subscribers if they're not subscribers to the premium channels Mm -hmm. and i think that they definitely should i hope that they continue to do what they did the first episode of this one where they showed it online for free or was it was it online or was it on yeah it was, yeah, it was online, online as well. Yep. I think that that'd be a good idea if they continue to do that just to bring in new people to give a little taste as long as the first episode of each season isn't too spoilerific. Yeah. But I think that that they're going to keep it around. I hope they do as well. I hope so too cuz they got to suck people in somehow. Like we said in our, in our uh, like our premiere episode, Stars as a, as a premium cable network you know aside from like doing the movies that they normally do which is a pretty good selection but their original content like their their premium content it kind of sucks you know and i hope no one from stars is listening i know i'm sorry what i'm saying is what you've done is you've made up for that inequity by actually having content in outlander that is not only good but i would say that it's pretty superior to everything that you've seen on any network TV or in TV in general. As a matter of fact, Time Magazine agrees. They're the ones that said that The Wedding was one of the 10 best episodes of, of any TV show that has been put out in 2014. Yep, and they were right. You know, and actually the other show that we do a podcast on, The Leftovers, Guest, which is one of the episodes of The Leftovers, was number two, as a matter of fact, of the top ten episodes of 2014. So if you get a chance, go over to our other podcast, The Living Reminders, all about The Leftovers. It's a great show. It's on HBO. And, hey, we get, we're there to help you out and uh, give you, help give you the answers that everyone so desires for that show. Because <laughs> that one's really confusing. It's a confusing show. I'm not going to lie. You know, you confuse people a lot when you switch into your different voices. A lot of people ask about your accent. Mm-hmm. People in the chat room, I wish you were here to read it, but we're trying to make sure that you don't get spoiled ever. <laughs> um, they they just love your accent in here. They're, they're writing things out the way that they hear it. It's perfect. But <laughs> we get a lot of feedback about your Claire voice. Oh, yes. The Claire voice. People love and people really, really hate the Claire voice. And you know what? Hey, look, I can't help it. It's one of those things that I do. I love it. And it gives it gives some little fun to the show. You kind of came up with it out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It's right? not like you used to impersonate a British woman before. No, no, no. It, it, like I said last night, it's pretty much my default voice for any woman on the planet, just added with an accent, mm-hmm. except for my beautiful wife, of course. 
I don't have a voice for my wife, or at least that's what she thinks. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but what we did, and uh, and what I tried to do yesterday was uh, get, we we put up a compilation of every single Claire voice that I did over the first season of Outlander Cast. So if, if you love the Claire voice, you're going to love this, and if you hate the Claire voice, well then. You're just going to have to bear with it for a couple of minutes. So, here it is. That was awesome. And how she's like, don't you dare do that. You'll break his arm. You like, you like my little girl British accent? Yeah, you're, you're a pretty good Don't player. you dare. You know? <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't hired to do the audiobook. <laughs> wow. Why do you think I'm an English spy? You know? And you, I deserve an answer. Yeah, she's just... she's. Like, you, like, you like my British girl accent again? Yeah. I'm going to do that at least once a podcast, by the way. Okay. Oh, you think that your brother told... No, no, hold on. Oh, you think that your brother told you? Like, <laughs> he literally says, I... I'm in charge. <laughs> Claire's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh go over there and just... Her. You know, like that's basically what she was saying. But don't look, but she's taking an interest in you. Let's play the stick game. <laughs> you don't copy my I, Claire I'm not voice. Very, no, I'm not as. Don't you dare copy my Claire voice. Ew, and the other thing, I didn't like that her horse's name was Brimstone. Oh yeah, and she's like, oh yeah, that seems very like dire. That seems very dire. And, you know, he, he asks, you know, did he, did he, was he inappropriate with you? And she's like, oh yeah, oh yes. Dogo was a little forward with me. <laughs> it's the peace song. I know what you're doing. The more, the more mercy you show today, the more you collect for yourself tonight. You're drunk and you smell like piss. And she's like, that's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> she's like, go down wind. You know? <laughs> I would have said the same thing. Who knows what they had for lunch? Go at least 50 yards away and downwind. <laughs> She's such a queen. That was the Claire voice. Oh my gosh, so epic. For all of 2014 so far. Mars Lady 15 said, you don't sound like Claire at all. <laughs> Mars Lady, that may or may not be the point. And Tarim3469 said, it's like Brit Boss. <laughs> Brit Boss accent. I like that. That should be your new hashtag. Brit Boss? Yeah. Hashtag Brit, Brit Boss. Oh, my God. You know, I had a lot of fun doing the Claire voice. I, yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You, you're you pretty much cracking up each time you do it. You think you're so brilliant. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to pretend to be a woman who's yes. British. And have a really annoying voice while wow. doing it at the same so you, time. You hit it out of the ballpark, babe. Hey, <laughs> you know, I, I I only do the best that I can for my listeners. And they'll sure love it. <laughs> Willa Fraser says, it's adorable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I think that's the idea behind it. Good. I'm an Good. adorable guy. Okay. <laughs> the other thing that we have that's adorable is Mary's love of Harry Potter. And Mary has a tendency to reference Harry Potter in pretty much all of my life, every single facet of her life, I do. I can't imagine a time without a Harry Potter. Reference. I feel like Harry and I are soul sisters. <laughs> well, isn't Harry a dude? Yeah, but you know, that's we're soul siblings. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did uh, was we actually came up with every single Harry Potter reference that Mary has made. So some of them are very, 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 very obscure and very, very funny, but. Just for your listening pleasure, we're going to play 
every single reference that Mary has ever made for Outlander cast. Claire actually says, oh, these people called me a Sassanach. It made me feel like Hermione when she said, they called me a mudblood. Like, it's not really a good term. It's not like someone's calling you something really friendly. All right, all right, time out. Just for those of you who have not listened to us yet on our other podcasts, Mary has an unhealthy obsession with Harry Potter. This is like sex ed 101, Do you know guys. what he called her at that point? No. He called her Sassanach. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She gave a little sigh. And, and then, yeah. And then, like, they Like, like Sassanach used to be, like, a bad word, but when he said it... It was kind of like... She was like, uh-uh. Oh. I kind of like that. That is no longer mudblood. She... she... <laughs> Starts off with the Hogwarts Express picking up Claire. <laughs> on, on, on platform nine and three quarters? That's right. <laughs> And he's pulling her out of the house, and he's like, what were you doing in there? And she's saying, I'm not done. And it reminded me of the scene in Harry Potter <laughs> where uh, where he, it's the first one, Sorcerer's Stone. And he's being dragged back into the house after there was that incident at the zoo, and the, the glass was there. And he's being dragged inside, and he goes, it was, it was like the glass was there one moment, and then it was gone the next. It was, it was like magic. <laughs> And that's what it looked like as Claire is being, you know, dragged out by Angus. I felt like she was going to stop and be like, I was playing with the piss and we were having lovely drinks together. It was like magic. But she didn't say that. I was playing with the piss. (laughs) For me, this episode was pretty weak up until this point. It reminded me, once again, I'm giving you your second Harry Potter reference. Okay, just, just walk with me on this. It reminded me of the seventh movie where Harry and Hermione are just traveling and they're trying to figure out what the Horcrux is or where it is. And they're just traveling and people complain. They said, gosh, the seventh movie was so boring. It was just Harry and Hermione camping and it needed to show you time. It needed to make you understand time spent together Mm -hmm. and what they were doing. And that's what this episode is. Claire is now here for a very long time. It's going to be just like the wedding and Deathly Hallows Part 1. They're going to have the wedding, and all of a sudden... A Patronus is going to come up. <laughs> a Patronus is going to show up. <laughs> the minister is dead. <laughs> keep going, keep going. No, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> okay, no, seriously, what's going to happen at the wedding? <laughs> and the way that I see it is, I compare it to uh, Chris Columbus versus David Yates, where it's like... Harry Potter. <laughs> I made the Harry Potter reference and not Mary. All right. She wants me to keep up the Harry Potter comparison. Well, with the name Ravenclaw, Mom, you better. <laughs> she says that if she didn't live 1,500 miles south of us, uh-huh. we would totally hang out. And you're right, Ravenclaw, Mom. We probably would because I am a Gryffindor, Mom. And we should hang out, you know? And I'm a Slytherin dad. He is. We're pretty much Lily and Snape. So we wanted mm-hmm. to just give those shout-outs. Oh, I know, fanfic. It's like... <laughs> When uh, the Ministry of Magic in Harry <laughs> Potter, when he finally sees Voldemort, and he goes, "He's back! He's back!" You know, that's what it's gonna be like. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have uh, you're gonna have uh, the Minister of Magic come back, literally, in in the second greatest crossover of all time, just show up in Outlander times and be like, "He's back!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like Claire is being ripped apart and put back together, and molecules going and. <laughs> Here's my Harry Potter reference. It was kind of like apparating. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. 
he's like, you're drunk. And she's like, no, I'm not. And it was just, she was supposed to be acting drunk, but it was one moment where I was like, oh, that you know what to it reminded me felt, me of? what? <laughs> you know what it reminded I me know, of. I know, because I said it. <laughs> it was like magic. That was, so there's this one scene in the first Harry Potter You're a movie wizard, Harry. Where, um... Where it's the worst acting I think I've ever seen my, in my entire life. Harry's over, being over. Harry's being dragged in by his uncle after they come back from the zoo, and his uncle's like, "What happened?" He's like, "I don't know." It was like one moment it was there, and one moment it wasn't. It was like magic, and <laughs> poor poor Daniel Radcliffe. It was just a poor moment in acting. Okay, so I'm just picturing I'm picturing like a little Harry Potter baby named Jimmy, <laughs> who has like no parents and he's all alone and he's scared. And Queen Elizabeth is like Voldemort. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> oh anyway, <sighs> we can't get through one podcast without having a Harry Potter reference. You're a wizard, Harry. Oh, I just love that music. Isn't it great? It is. Doesn't it just make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside? It makes you feel magical. And everyone inside our live chat right now is saying how we need to head on over to Universal Studios and head on over to see Hogwarts. And uh, and I keep saying every time I try, Blake knocks me up. And <laughs> I can't go anymore. <laughs> Peggy actually said you need to keep your fly zipped. So that, that way I can go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we don't have any more wow. pregnancies. <laughs> Peggy, <laughs> that a girl. Listen, the wedding episode got me all excited. What do you want me no. to tell you? <laughs> I couldn't help it. My goodness. Well, one day I'll get there, guys. Maybe like my <laughs> retirement party, but one day I'll get there. You know, we had a lot of different things happen over the over the course of the um, over the show, and one of the things that we all have come to understand is that Mary and I are quite different. We are quite the different duo. I'm a nerd, but Mary is like the perfect nerd. You know, she, she's always done everything just so. And none of this has been made more evident in Mary's love of Dunkaroos. When, when I'm at college, you don't get to tell me what to do. Yeah, exactly. And, that's pretty much what Jamie said. I wonder if he potties as much as you potty in college. I didn't party that much in college. I was an RA. <laughs> I'm like trying to think like, no, I, gosh, I was, I lived in the honors dorm. Oh my God. You're such a geek. Our partying was playing Age of Empires. <laughs> hey guys, you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? I, I remember it was like a wild night. I went out and got a lot of Dunkaroos. And we played Age of Empires. What? That's how I made friends. I bribed them with Dunkaroos. You really ate Dunkaroos? That stuff is... You love frosting. Frosting with like... Cookies? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Listen, if you need to make friends and you're 18, Dunkaroos, man. No, I gave my buddies Bud Light. I don't... or I gave him a bag of weed. I didn't. I didn't bring Dunkaroos. Oh my goodness, you are a very different man than my than me. I am surprised. <laughs> well, that I didn't you... know that you were a man. Oh, I'm. Anyway, <laughs> I am. I am not like you in many ways. Thank goodness oh. we met each other later Jesus on in H. life. Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. Right. Goodness. <laughs> um, Tarum three four six nine is saying Dunkaroos with with a question mark. I hope that doesn't mean. That she's never had Dunkaroos before. Guys, Dunkaroos are so stinking good. They're amazing. 
They're literally cookies with frosting packets. You know how they have those apple packets at the supermarket with like caramel, or they might have carrots with a side of ranch in their individual servings? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but cookies and frosting. <laughs> Teddy said she never had them either. Teddy, you need to go on Amazon and get yourself some Dunkaroos. Oh, no, I bet you they still serve it at the supermarket, don't they? I don't know. I or has it just been like declared too unhealthy? Prob- it probably is way too unhealthy because people, like parents, probably bought them thinking that they were healthy snacks for their kids. No, oh my gosh, so many people haven't had Dunkaroos, guys. If you haven't had Dunkaroos, you can makeshift it. You just need to get um, like graham crackers. Uh, no, oh no, Teddy Grahams. Teddy Grahams. You need to get the regular Teddy Grahams, and then you just need to get a tub of frosting. Yeah, like the Betty Crocker frosting. Yeah, the soft kind, and then yeah. you just dip the teddy bears into the frosting. And that, my friend, is Dunkaroos. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. <laughs> Oh, oh, maybe it was just like a New England thing. I don't know. Lilla Fraser said that she lives in Slovakia. She doesn't know if she can get them. Lilla, if you just get cookies and frosting, and frosting that's what it tastes like. And it's amazing. <laughs> oh, I feel like nobody's had them in this chat room. I am so sad for everyone. Get get yourself cookies and frosting and have yourself a good old time. Pretend you're partying with me in college. <laughs> <laughs> now, when Mary was pregnant, she may or may not have used cookies and frosting. A lot. She may not, ha- may or may not have eaten it. What cookies would I use? Uh, the Teddy Grahams, oh. or you'd eat like you know, like the uh, what's what's the other stuff there? The uh, the I don't know the sit- uh, Graham crackers. You probably eat Graham oh, crackers yeah, with the, the frosting. Oh yeah, the Graham crackers all the time. with the frosting. Yeah. And as you had admitted to, it may or may not. And now you admitted this. I'm not saying it. You admitted it. It may or may not have given you a little bit of muffin top. I was pregnant. <laughs> you were pregnant, of course. That's not Muffin Top. That's a baby. Well, you're the one who said it. And I'm only going to play the clip right now of when you admitted to it. Is that fair? So I had a baby a little while ago. And my body has not gone back the way I thought it would. You know Muffin Top that happens naturally to people? Well, then stretch that Muffin Top out a lot (laughs) and let it kind of hang. See, Claire's boobs were kind of like my Muffin Top when I put on my jeans. (laughs) Just really, really hanging over. Very uncomfortable. It looked like that hurt. It, it, was, it wasn't It was even like sexy. Like, no, it was. It was like, distracting and it was. so painful. And it wasn't like there was any boob underneath. Oh, it no. wasn't like this is cleavage. It was like they took every single ounce of boob that Claire had because she does have rather small, adorable breasts. I'm so happy. You just called... <laughs> They Her are. breasts are adorable. adorable. They're not like these big plastic fake things that you see in different movies or shows. They're they're great, except I feel so bad because they must have just been like, all right, Katrina, scoop every bit up. Like it must have just been touching rib. If I did that, oh my God. I was nervous that a nipple was going to come out. I thought it was going to. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was literally watching this going, oh my God, they're, they're teasing the boob count. They know about the boob count. And they're just, they're teasing me. They tease me all episodes. It just looked so painful. And I understand that it's... squished, you know, like... But it was part of the style. But I just felt bad because there were a couple of scenes where they were so distracting. That's all I could look at. Especially when she was like doing the really shallow upper breathing. Mm -hmm. And there they were, heaving, heaving. (laughs) And they were saying, please, let me breathe. I know. I was just waiting for a Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. Gosh, you know... Where was Justin Timberlake when you need him? (laughs) Seriously. I just wanted Claire to get in pajamas like myself. I was sitting there being like, girl, I don't even have a bra on. Okay? Oh this, you need some pajamas. It was, it was pretty distracting. You talked about Claire's boobs a, a pretty good amount that episode during the wedding. Um, I totally did. Jill Z A 
in our live chat said, I bet they have outtakes of nip slips. I would be surprised if they did not. <laughs> that was a very difficult piece of clothing to wear. They had to fit every ounce of boob into that one little slip. I don't know what it was. Must have worn so much double-sided tape. Oh, my God. Like, I can't even imagine that. Like, how did, That's got to hurt, right? Oh, Judy Levin said that there was supposed to be a ruffle at the top edge of her gown, but it kept shredding during rehearsals. Wow. wonder what it was shredding on. Who was touching her bosom? <laughs> <laughs> Who kept gnawing at it all the time? <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I wish that they had put a little ruffle there, because re-watching that episode, I'm like listening this time. I was too distracted before. My goodness. Well, the thing that we know that we have in Claire is that she drinks. And she drinks a lot. And, you know, it's one of those things that I think it's a part of Claire. Even in the first episode when the the war is over, the first thing that she does is, boom, she grabs a big bottle of heaping champagne and takes a giant swig. And when she finds out she has to marry Jamie and when she finally gives into it, what does she do? grabs the nearest bottle of whiskey and pounds that bad boy like mm-hmm. her job. And of course, we noticed this. Notice it all too often. We noticed it all too often. <laughs> and out of nowhere, we created an entire hashtag that people have really taken to. And that hashtag is Sassanok Wasted. She knows that Jamie is probably a very um, sexually frustrated man at this point. Yeah. So she's just trying to help a brother out, in my opinion. <laughs> but she's wasted, and she's listened to that beautiful Dude, harp. Hammond. Like, I'm surprised you're still even walking. I wonder when Claire's not going to be wasted. <laughs> is there a difference between wasted Claire and non-wasted Claire? Um, like, I, th- I don't think that there is, because all she does is... Does- Claire? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think flashback Claire is usually sober. Scotland Claire, not. Not so much. <laughs> if the only option is disgusting well water or eating horse dung, I would drink that beautiful wine. The Rhenish, as well. why not? Hey, Fine. Maybe they're just waiting for apple season so they can make apple cider. And then she'll just drink a lot of apple cider. It's probably just not in season right now. Well, Jamie finally sees that she is just totally blitzed. And he's like, hey, uh. You know there's like white girl wasted? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's. She's English girl late wasted. We should call it like Sassanac girl wasted. <laughs> Sassanac we, wasted. That's yeah, what we're going to call it. There we it. go. <laughs> it was, it was a, a, a masterpiece. It just came out of nowhere. And it's such a, such a great big deal that Diana actually tweeted, like, what is this Sassanac wasted? And a bunch of our listeners were like, Marion Blake from Outlander Cast made it up. And she was like, I don't get it. And they, and they wrote to her saying, because Claire's always drinking, literally, like, always drinking and making poor choices. I don't think Diana was a big fan you know of what, that hashtag. You know what Claire needed? She needed to be part of the D.A.R.E. program. D.A.R.E.? Yeah. Oh, D.A.R.E. to... Stay away from drugs. Stay away from drugs and alcohol. <laughs> she needed her dad t-shirt. She's just looking for some Aquafina. <laughs> That's really what it is. Listen, girl, there ain't no Aquafina in 1743 Scotland. I'm sorry. You have to go to, to, the, to the stream that burns your throat every time you lie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What do you what do you want What do you want from me? All right, we 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 started Sassanac wasted, and by the way, you can get Sassanac wasted T-shirts at Mary uh, at the Outlandercast dot com, at the Marion Blake store. By the way, P 
people have, it's like our most popular item at the Marion Blake store. It's the people, I can't tell you how many of these things we've sold. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh, it really is. And when people send us pictures. Oh, like Peggy. Peggy sent us a picture the other day of her wearing, wearing her uh, Sassanok wasted shirt. So guys, if you happen to have a Sassanok wasted shirt or an Outlander cast shirt, please take a picture and send it to us. Even do it right now, this very second. We'd love to do it. Put it on Twitter or Facebook and we will totally put it, put it up there to make sure everybody sees it. That we that would be fantastic of you guys. I love those pictures. I know, me too. It just makes me feel good <laughs> about myself, and it makes me feel like we're actually legitimate in saying the Sassanac ways. Oh heck yeah, people love it. <laughs> and if Diana didn't get it, she will one day. One day, she maybe will. she's just never heard of the white girl wasted. No, I don't think that she has. So one day she'll get it. <laughs> now the other thing that we we have done is we have in in addition to creating Sassanac wasted, we have created. A lot of different names for people uh, because we didn't necessarily know who they were. They reminded us of other people. And the mo- I think th- probably the most famous one that we've created was the plastics. The Beethoven wig party, you mean? <laughs> okay, Claire goes up and it is literally like people went on to Oriental Trading. You know that website where you can buy yeah. like really cheap party things? Yes. And everyone just went crazy and bought a million Beethoven wigs. Listen. Beethoven wigs for everybody. You know when you go to a white party on like a cruise <laughs> and everyone has to wear white? All these guys had to wear white rigs. And it was all-you-can-eat buffet. That this was, was like the a style ship. then. This was the 1743 cruise ship, all right? White <laughs> wig party and all-you-can-eat buffet of venison that Captain Lord Farquaad, a.k.a. Sir Oliver Thomas. But oh, is that honest. what we're calling him now? Okay, you know the movie Shrek? Oh, yeah. I love Shrek. Lord Falkwag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this guy was. I couldn't take him seriously no. at all. <laughs> oh, Lord Falkwag. Falkwag, though, he thinks, first of all, he thinks he's the king of the castle because all of these guys king are of the his castle. minions. King of the castle. They follow anything he said. It reminded me of that movie Mean Girls with... Lindsay Lohan, oh, where yes. all the girls follow the popular girl around. So if you're telling a joke and you're popular, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> and all of these guys at the table, what were those girls called? Uh, the plastics. The plastics. <laughs> all of these guys sitting at the table with Lord Farquaad. We have to call them like the, the plastics, plastics from now on. We are. We All oh. the Beethoven wearing wig guys. Oh. They followed along. Oh, you're joking? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, oh my wait. God. You're complimenting Claire and telling her she's an English rose? Ha, ha, ha. Yes, she is. Whatever. So, and everyone's kind of like rolling their eyes. And you you almost know that as soon as he leaves, they want to crack a joke about him. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see how dirty he was? <laughs> he obviously doesn't know how to read maps. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to that clip all day. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I know that that scene wasn't in the books, and I just wish that they would find more reasons to put Lord Farquaad back in. Because <laughs> I hope he comes back. Him and all the plastics. I just want, just so that we can make Lord Farquaad references like every other episode. Simply just because I want to make fun of that dude. <laughs> For... For the rest of the show. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Peggy is actually telling us that we have to tell Diana about the plastics and loved Farquaad. Oh, She'd love, love it. I would love to. But maybe she wouldn't get it. Like we, should just send her that. we should just send her that little clip. Guys, you should actually just send her. Please, if you get a chance, when you get the iTunes download, just download it and send it to Diana Gabaldon. I think that'd be a great idea. What do you think? You think that's a good idea? I hope so. I hope she gets this, even though she didn't get Sassanok wasted. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that what we've done 
is well let's let's say this Mary I bought Mary uh Claire's infinity scarf for for Christmas the cowl the cowl she mm-hmm. was wicked happy about it she loved it I love it and uh actually it was our sponsor one of our sponsors uh on our website knit play love that actually sent it to me uh, well I bought it they sent it over and it was great and if you get a chance go on our web uh, you're probably on our website right now take a look at knit play love be good to our sponsors, including Don at Tagurit. The only problem was, I, you know, while it was great that they sent it to me, I felt like I needed a Zappos to get it the next day. <laughs> free shipping? Free shipping. I, I wanted free shipping. I wanted it the next day. I felt, I felt like I needed it because I, I waited a little too long to get the presents all taken care of for Christmas. Per usual. <laughs> per usual, of course. Blake, Blake came up to me Christmas morning and he was like, just so you know. Um, most of your presents aren't here. I don't know when they're going to come here. Maybe in like January. And I'm like, okay, Blake. All right. Yeah. Th- thank you. Like, Merry there, Christmas. Hopefully it'll come within the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> well, the thing that what we had done was what I had said at least was I recognized that Galus's shoes, the red shoes, the famous red shoes. I knew I wanted to get those for Mary and Mary had realized maybe we can get them at Zappos. <laughs> but the problem was Back in 1743, they didn't have Zappos, but Mary, she had a different Hello, idea. everyone, and welcome to Outlander Cast. I'm your host, Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I want red shoes all of a sudden. I know, right? We should look online at Zappos. <laughs> Wait, do you think they had Zappos back then? They probably had a Mick Zappo. <laughs> what? The, like, what? The, like the shoemaking family, the Mick Zappos. You call them up, and they'll be over in an hour, the, at least next day. You know who was out of a job, though? That is awful. The gentleman who made the coat. Whatever his family name is, he's... He better that guy count his um, blessings that he still is alive. Yeah, or he still has his man pots because whoa, like come on, man, what are you thinking? You know, Colum's just very sensitive. I, for one, hate trying on clothes. Like you know, oh, I, I do. Know. That's why I have to do Zappos. I hate going to the stores and going in the dressing rooms and trying on things, and then they don't fit right, and they bring out the worst in me. And that's what Colum is. You know, he just needs a McZappo. To show up and give him a bunch of different options. Do you options. realize how awful that sounds? You're just making fun of an entire culture. I'm Scottish. I know, but that doesn't give you the right to just... I'm interested to know how Zappos got their name. I'm going to find out. Maybe it was a family name. Oh, my God. Who knows? Probably not a Scottish I think it's safe family. to say that there probably wasn't a Zappos back then, and if there was, it would take more than a day to get to where yeah, they got to go. unless he was your neighbor next door. But nonetheless, <laughs> I think Colum was one of those people that would have preferred to have a bunch of different things brought out. He could put on some self-tanner, have a glass of wine. This is what we do, ladies who order from Zappos. That's how, like, you know how I bought, like, 10 different bathing suits? I tried them on, I mm-hmm. had some wine, and I found the one that I liked. And nobody had to see me trying on bad ones. Anyway. (laughs) How can you just make fun of an entire culture like that? Oh, I wasn't making fun of them. I was just saying that he would probably like options. Who wouldn't want options? Oh, everybody wants options, including you, by the way. Oh, good Lord. Oh my yes. God, the amount of money we spend in one sh- Zappos shop is like <laughs> it's I send, disgusting. I send 99% of it back, especially like bathing suits. When you try on bathing suits, you want to do it in the comfort of your own home with a glass of wine, a little bit of dark lighting. You want to make sure you have some self-tanner on. And 
then I can just try it on. I can try it on. And if I don't feel good about myself, it's not like I'm in some awkward changing booth. I just put it right back in that box and I say, see you later, Zappos. Please tell me, can anybody in the chat room tell me if anybody else actually does this? Or is it just unique to my beautiful wife that's sitting right across the street from me here? Hmm. Is, is there anybody else that actually does that? I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> that's the whole point of Zappos. Try things on in the convenience of your house. You don't get the discounted prices, mm-hmm. but you're good to try them on. They get shipped to you within a day or so, and then you can ship them back for free. So if you like a pair of shoes and you ordered 10, you just keep that one pair of shoes and you send the other nine back. Instead of getting a discount, you just pay the real price. But, you know, you got to try them out with all your outfits. Because that's the other thing that stinks. So you're going out and you're like, I really need a pair of shoes for a dress. And the heel height kind of matters. Well, you don't have your dress with you when you're out at DSW. <laughs> okay? You're like, "Did how big is this? Do I have a ruler? I don't know how these heels fit. Well, you could bring the dress if you really wanted to. But once again, how awkward that would that be? That's not my problem. That's why I order from Zappos. <laughs> See, does anybody actually do this? Some of them do. Uh, Lila's mom does. Teddy says she never has. But uh, well, she never ate Dunkaroos either. So, oh, gosh, <laughs> sorry, Teddy. Teddy, I love you. I know Teddy is missing out. Oh, Jill Z A said that she's ordered bathing suits from online. If you order from Kohl's, you can get the cheap prices. Ooh, Ooh. maybe I'll try that. I know. Sorry, my cat, Sassanok, as a matter of fact, is climbing all over me. So if you hear his bell, that's what's happening right now. And before we get into the next little bit, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for dealing with our son, Reese, and his little squeals throughout the show. He's not a good sleeper. He, He is Godzilla. He really is. All he does is just trounce through this brand new house and just knock things over and scream and stomp on stuff and eat. That's all he does. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he likes to hug. He does like to he hug. He loves 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 to hug. His favorite new thing right now is family hugs. He'll he'll touch, he'll grab Mary's shoulder and then he'll grab my shoulder and we'll do a big family hug all together and it's so freaking cute. It melts my heart every time. Aww. But he's essentially Godzilla. And throughout all of 2014, you did hear his squeals and you guys were so patient with that and you were so warm and welcoming about it saying that it made the the podcast a lot more listenable and f- feel like it was family oriented and it was uh, it was warm and i i just wanted to say thank you thank you thank you guys so much for that because you guys again you're the best listeners and it, it wouldn't be anything without you you know what i mean mm-hmm. in that light the one thing like i've already said is that you cannot call mary and i professional it, it, you just, we have we have some screw ups and we've gone over them so far a lot in this podcast. But one one of them was the, the final episode of this of the season, and it was regarding the tweet of the season. And we were I was so proud and so happy to get the tweet of the season out because it's a big honor, and we really put a lot of work into a lot of paid a lot of attention to it. And Mary just couldn't. Couldn't keep herself contained. Paul at Haunt ten thirteen. Congratulations on being this year's this season's up. <laughs> really? <laughs> my phone thinks I'm still walking oh from my an hour God. ago. Uh, it's not, I'm to just going to keep that in. It's saying that I've walked two miles. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, Mary ruined your tweet of the I'm season. I'm so sorry. So let's. You know what, Paul? Congratulations on being <laughs> this week this this season's tweet of the season. Wow, this is a total crap show this whole podcast 
It started off bad. We're ending badly. It's because I've been so sick. If we have any more fans after this podcast, I will be surprised. I'll be thankful. All right. What do you say we close out the show, kid? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I love podcasting. I do. I just feel very pukey. (laughs) This is... This is the worst episode of Outlander Cast we've ever done. Okay, just wrap it up. All right, let's do it. <laughs> that was when that was before we could announce to everybody that Mary was pregnant with our daughter, by the way. Yay. And you know, Mary, we we took a little bit of a hiatus and and Mary was recovering and it was a it was just a giant like I said crap show. That that entire <laughs> that entire episode it was a giant crap show. Oh, it it was. But Marquis says, "Love the bloopers. Show is made by real people for real people." That's exactly right. And that's <laughs> you know, one of the things that we really appreciate and one of the things that we really love having is you know, we get together with, with you guys, like I've said this a bunch of times, and it's it's just, it's for you guys, it's with you guys, and we're, we're normal people, and we make mess-ups, and what we want, the most important thing to us is for you to feel like, after you watch the show, it's like going to the pub, or going to your best friend's house, and discussing the show. And yeah, some of the things we say are, are kind of smart. A lot of the things we say are kind of stupid. And, and, and there's a lot of in-between. Mm-hmm. And we, we may not um, give the very important, serious breakdown that, uh, that, that the story may deserve, but we have fun with the material. And in the meantime, we intend on being informative the best that we can. So I think that is the epitome of having a good relationship with either the with either the podcaster or the show itself, I don't know. What do you think, kiddo? I, I'm distracted. Sassanak is trying to eat my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? There we go. There's the professionalism. Re- real thing guys, again. I'm real. <laughs> Get away from my chicken. <laughs> and the last bit that I'm going to play for you guys. Um, there's one thing that you can tell me or that you can say about me. It's that not only do I love podcasting, but I love my wife no matter what. Oh, thank you. In any stretch of any road up or down, she is my partner. She is my partner in podcasting. She's my partner in life. She's my partner in crime. She is my rock. And I love her more than anything else on this planet. And that's the most important, one of the most important things I want to get across to you guys as we're podcasting. Because, like I said, without you, this doesn't happen. But without my wife, this doesn't happen at all. And she is the driving force behind it all. And uh, she's the one who makes it fun. She's the one who um, drives me to do all the things um, that I do in my life. And... Uh, I think uh, I when during the wedding I, I talked about this and well I'm just gonna let it speak for itself. Hmm. You knew that you wanted to marry me. You said right away from the first night. So I, I and this is this is the honest to god truth and I'm not being sappy about it. I met Mary and you know I'm I'm actually getting emotional thinking about it. Oh. Um, no, it's truth. Um, I met Mary and it was uh, it. <laughs> It was really love at first sight. It really was. It, 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 it's cheesy. And I know all of you are sitting there saying, oh, Blake, he pissed everybody off about Justin Bieber, so now he's going to be all emotional. Like, no, it's... 
No, it, that's that's not the case. I uh, I fell in love with my wife uh, pretty instantly, and I knew within I'd say the first month that that was it. My life was over as I knew it. And, Likewise, and I, I was getting married. And that's the truth. Oh, that's the real truth. You want to know what I've been writing about? What's that? How I want to eat Dunkaroos <laughs> and how you're being so romantic and so sweet. And and people were telling me earlier that if they didn't have Dunkaroos, that they ate ring dings and all these oatmeal cakes and things like that. And I've been writing, oh, man, Blake's being so nice. And I'm hungry pregnant right now. And all I can think about is oatmeal cream pies. Oh, Peggy, that's what they're called. Oatmeal cream pies. So you're very sweet. And then I got to think about sweet things that I wanted to eat. (laughs) (laughs) People are also talking about how Jamie's love for Claire. Oh, well. um, Well, I I have to admit that, uh, you know what? I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to say that as a show watcher, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to buy the, the whole love story right now. And so you, it's hot. Yeah, it's still early for it's you. It's still early, and 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 it, it, it's um. They have to. Are you going to run out and go get me ring dings? By the way, I have ice cream for you. I don't want ice cream. I'm not getting your ring dings. I want the oatmeal cream pies too. I ain't doing that. I'm pregnant. I don't care. We have live listeners. I'm a pregnant woman, and I need ring dings. <laughs> you want me to just leave the podcast right now? No, afterwards, oh, please. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I love you, but I don't love you that much. <laughs> Jill Zia is saying, go to CVS, Blake, because I told him that that's where you ended up buying my Christmas presents because none of them came in the mail in time. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy some of the Christmas presents I know CVS. you did. Hey, the boots that you're wearing right now, I think. Are nope. Just, these, oh, no, those are the these Uggs are real that I <laughs> Sorry, the Uggs that I bought you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm, uh, we're missing. I missed one last bit that I'm going to play. Oh, okay. And this again, it plays in <laughs> to Mary's and Mary and I's relationship. And it, I, I love my wife. Obviously, I just talked about it, but we have a lot of fun too. And um, th- I think again, I'll, I'll let this one speak for itself. Read on Instagram said her her favorite scene was Jamie telling Claire that she, she doesn't need to be scared of him. Le- least, what is this, Rita? I'm sorry, girl. I can't read anything that you wrote because Mary is incapable of spelling anything correctly. No, that's and no, no, no. Hold on. Wait. Scared. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. She spelled scared. No. S C. Oh, you want to say this? I R T. That's what he says. Yeah, but. Come on, I'm reading. I'm not Scottish. <laughs> I'm from Boston. Okay. <laughs> and, and and as I'm reading the thing, she's changing the document in Google Drive as I'm reading it, so I can't keep up with Blake, it. Blake obviously could not have actually read the Outlander books because he would not have understood what any of the Highlanders said. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> Just you say the words and they sound okay, the same. Okay, it, Rita. <laughs> her favorite scene was Jamie telling Claire she doesn't need to be scared of him. Least anything related to Lee. <laughs> Leah. <laughs> what? Leah? You won't, you won't be able to call her name if I show you how it's spelled. The girl that, that was supposed to be beaten. Okay? Oh, okay. All right. Bla- okay. Let me just... Oof, okay. Rita, girl. Blake I'm sorry. Read these books. Blake is basically saying that Rita on Instagram said she... 
loved when Jamie told Claire, you don't need to be scared of me. And her least favorite was anything with oh, the blonde oh, okay. girl. You, you need to like do a better job with this. Blake, you just, I just need to know that you can't read anything that has a Scottish lilt. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. My goodness. We're, we're rehashing leg hair. Oh, <laughs> leg hair. That was another one that I, I wanted to put up on here, but I just I couldn't get a good clip of it just yeah. to, to make it all make sense. But yeah, leg hair. That you, was a good one. You would not understand. Read, like if you had to read these books, you just wouldn't get it. You no. would just be like, and of course I pronounce half of them wrong in my head when I'm like reading them. But goodness gracious! <laughs> hey, uh, I we, I've been getting I've been looking at the Twitter feed as we've been doing this, mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted to comment on one of the. What, so I think who's someone who's listening right now? Uh, the, the name We Cheaty. I'm not sure what that is. That's cool. <laughs> dude. You got a picture of a cat as your as your Twitter picture, which is cool. I'm down with that. Um, and they say uh, honestly, you need to demand more of your listeners. You're dumbing down for them. Oh, my God. Make them do the historical research. That's not very nice. And listen, we cheaty, that's cool. That's your opinion. And uh, as one of my famous sayings is, this is America. Uh, you got your right to your opinion. But I think, dude, you're wrong. Um, I don't really do history that well. We cheaty. Yeah. And, and I, I think I do history well. And I love it. And I think the most important thing is to have fun with the material. Uh, but also be informative about the history uh, and everything that's going on with the show. Uh, and it, listen, if we sat here and just talked uh, history all day, or if we just uh, analyzed the story every single second and didn't have fun, no one's going to listen to us. Cheaty means kitty, Marky says. Oh, okay, cool. So, hey, you know, we kitty. Little cool. kitty. Our little kitty, that's cool. I'm down with that. Uh, and you're, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, but we're, we're here to have fun, too. And uh, and obviously you kind of like us because you're listening to us. So I, I, I can't deny that fact. We just need to know that whatever history I know, I know from books and I still get confused. So sometimes even like when Blake and I go to historical places here in New England, I'm like, Blake, can you just summarize this for me and explain it to me? And I'm going to make up funny nicknames <laughs> like how I called Bunny Prince Charlie. And I'd say, Mom. <laughs> that's how i would remember and i just gotta say this i just gotta say this to peggy who runs the ron and terry show uh twitter she just tweeted me a picture of the oatmeal cream pies. oh peggy <gasps> thank you because that is what i want right now <laughs> i i can't believe you just did that thanks for throwing me under the bus they know i told them because they were like why did he buy your presents at cvs instead of a gas station and i said they said that's better than a gas station i said no cvs is closer than the gas station <laughs> So they know that CVS is right down the road, and that I want oatmeal cream cakes. All right, kid, those are. we're running out of time. What do, you say we, <laughs> what do you say we close out the show? All right. Thank you all so very, very much for listening. Again, this episode of Outlander Cast is brought to you by the Tag You're It Etsy shop. Whether it's an Outlander-inspired piece of jewelry for your favorite Sassanac or just an original jewelry creation designed by Don the owner, you can find something there for anyone. So please, take the time to visit Dawn. Her website is www.tagyourit.biz. Tag your mama, tag your pet tag your it whatever it is thank you guys so much for coming and joining us now i want to tag my kitty 
<laughs> I want to tag Sassanok. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, you can find us on all the different little handles that we got at OutlanderCast, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all OutlanderCast. You can reach us at the email machine at OutlanderCast at gmail.com. And just find us at OutlanderCast.com. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, all of those handles at Outlander. Check out all of our sponsors that are on our page. Please call into the hotline when you get a chance. And uh, visit the Marion Blake store. And check out all the cool OutlanderCast gear that we have there. And then also, we also have a donate button on that uh, on our website. And if you care to donate a dollar or $10 or $0.25 cents to help keep the show going, we'd be more than honored to take it from you. Everyone's so. telling you to get off your arse and go to the store and give me those oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.